This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 11th of August. In your squiz today, deadly wildfires in Hawaii, Albanese gets a fancy invite, Disney follows Netflix's lead, and a big weekend for the Matildas. This is your squiz today. Massive wildfires have ripped through the Hawaiian island of Maui, Claire. Authorities say that at least 36 people on the island are dead. And the worst hit place is the coastal township of Lahaina, which was home to about 9,000 people before it was levelled by the blaze. Its residents were evacuated along with thousands of tourists and many were forced to take shelter at Maui's airport. There are personal stories coming from there that are actually quite similar, it seems, to what happened in Malakuta in Victoria during the Black Summer bushfires. Mm. Residents ran into the water to get away from the flames and there's even stories of the US Coast Guard having to rescue people as they were dragged out to sea. Uh, There's tonnes of photos and videos online and what they show is the town has almost been completely flattened. It's a really historic town and anyone who has been to Maui has probably been there and Mm. authorities say say that they've got a long way to go to actually count the cost, but reports say at least 271 buildings have been destroyed. Yeah, residents who escaped have also been speaking to reporters. One said that we have no more Lahaina, it's gone. And another said the township looks like something out of a war movie. As for what caused the blaze, Claire, authorities say that it's down to conditions that are pretty unusual for the island. Yeah, Hawaii's Governor Josh Green said that hurricane force winds in the region and underlying drought conditions have been behind the devastation there. Uh, Hawaii doesn't get a lot of hurricanes, but when they do, it usually brings very heavy rain and flooding. So the high winds and the dry conditions really have conspired against Maui. Uh, Reports say that the conditions really are unprecedented. And overnight, President Joe Biden has declared the wildfires a major disaster, which means that federal funding will be provided to assist with rescue and recovery. There's a big US military presence in Hawaii, and Biden's also ordered Air Force personnel there to work with the Hawaii National Guard to help put out the fires that are still burning. PM Anthony Albanese says he's honoured to receive an invite to a state dinner with US President Joe Biden, Claire. The White House confirmed yesterday that Albanese will head to Washington for the official visit in October. He gets all the bells and whistles when he does visit for that dinner. It's not something that every visiting foreign leader gets, so it's a very notable invite. It'll be just the fourth state dinner that Biden has hosted. Of course, he's been office for more than two and a half years now, but he's previously gone all out for India's Narendra Modi, uh, also Emmanuel Macron, the president of France. Uh, He got some delicious sounding butter poached 
lobster, which sounds pretty good <laughs> looking at the menu there. Um, and also the South Korean president, um, Yoon Suk-yeol, they're the three. So four with Anthony Albanese is a really good number. And it will likely be back-to-back trips to the US for Albanese this year. The Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation, or the APEC Summit, as it's more commonly known, is going to be held in San Francisco in November, and that's a meeting that Aussie PMs usually attend. We had a new Reserve Bank governor named a few weeks ago, Claire. Her name's Michelle Bullock. She's currently the deputy governor. But Philip Lowe is still in the role finishing things up for now. Not for much longer, though. He's due to address some of our federal politicians today in Canberra. Yeah, you might think it's a farewell tour and maybe a cake and maybe a bit of a party, but I don't (laughs) think the committee will be rolling that out for Philip Lowe today. Uh, What he has to do as the Reserve Bank Governor is front these committees and answer questions about things like interest rate settings. And of course, as we've talked about ad nauseum, there's quite a bit to answer when it comes to that. Uh, These committees have also gotten a bit testy. Uh, The last time he was accused of trying to smash Australia into a recession. So, yeah, it's certainly not for the meek and mild. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a few issues that are going to be raised today. It's expected. Um, Things like why it seems that consumers are lagging in their response to rate rises. Uh, Also pressure on the housing market, which is a big one. Uh, Also some general questions about what global economic headwinds winds are facing Australia. After today, Lowe's still got about a month left to get things wrapped up in the role before he finishes in mid-September after seven years in the job. So Claire, plenty of time for some cake. (laughs) Put it on the menu. (laughs) As we've mentioned this week, it's reporting season in Oz, but we've got an update from the US today. Disney's posted a rare quarterly net loss. Reports say that it's down to some box office flops, along with the company having a worse than expected 7.4% drop in its Disney Plus subscribers over the three months leading up to June. Yeah, it sounds like quite a considerable drop when you look at that period, but it's down Mm. to a very particular issue. Uh, It's led by the Indian-based Hotstar service that Disney has. It lost out on the broadcast rights to the Indian Premier League Mm. cricket. So that was a really big deal for them. Um, Disney's planning, though, to get back on a good financial footing by uh, looking at what Netflix has done, which is cracking down on password sharing. We don't know when that will come into practice yet, though. It's also planning to hike the price of its US-only ad-free streaming tier in October, along with expanding its ad-supported option to Europe. So stay tuned for what they might have planned for Aussie subscribers next. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. 
The Matildas are set to go against France in the World Cup quarterfinal in Brizzy at 5pm tomorrow, Claire. It is going to be a big one. Yeah, it's hard to put it any other way. It mm-hmm. is going to be a big one. It's not an exaggeration. Um, the Matildas, if you've been watching these games, you'll note that it's an earlier kickoff time for them. Uh, the previous matches have been around 8pm, 8.30pm, so 5pm is quite a bit earlier. Uh, What that does is raise some really interesting issues for Channel 7, which is the broadcaster of the World Cup. Uh, It means, of course, their usual 6pm news bulletin has to be put back. That's a really big deal for these commercial channels. Mm. Uh, Also, 7 is the broadcaster of the AFL. So it's an issue for them when they're running games, particularly this one. It's a match between Carlton and Melbourne on Saturday afternoon and the AFL have very kindly agreed to push it back by five minutes to (laughs) 7.30pm. Yeah, and that's if the Matildas finish their match in regular time. The team is hoping, of course, to replicate its 1-0 victory against world number five France in last month's friendly match. And it's probably fair to say, Claire, that there will be loads of Aussies cheering them on. Yep, the whole of the nation, I'm sure. (laughs) Friday lights, Claire, what have you got for us today? Well, given the Matildas and an afternoon game on Saturday, it's only right to have some snacks to go down with that. Uh, long-time squizzers will know that I'm absolutely dedicated to this edamame dip. Uh, so we'll have the recipe for that in the newsletter today. It'll be on the website. It's a really good one and just so very Moorish. So mm. a classic from us to come around again for that great game. Good one. I'll pop the link to that in the episode notes today too. And that's us finished for today. But Claire, you and Kate will be back with Saturday Squiz tomorrow, of course. Yeah, of course, that issue with Channel 7 and what they've done with their broadcast tomorrow afternoon is very interesting. So Kate and I do get across that Mm. in a bit more detail. Uh, There's lots going on as we finish up this week and head into next week. So dive into that. Have a great Friday and we'll be back with you on Monday. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.